gentlemen however you like to identify yourselves welcome to the lion ass show we are once again on the road to stadium australia and we are as always joined by adam how are you i'm well thank you very much i'm just about recovered from the uh, the morning's um entertainment um if you can call it that um and looking forward to sort of picking it apart and as always, the amazing Lottie is with us. How are you feeling over the last two days? Uh, well, in the last 24 hours, my voice is gone. I do apologise to everyone, all our audio listeners. I know it sounds bad. Um, I've watched three penalty shootouts. I've had enough of them. Please no more. <laughs> Please no more. Don't do this to me. No, I'm good. I'm good. I've watched, watched the uh, Community Shield race at the weekend. Hopefully seeing the World Cup by the end, end of this tournament. With some luck. And joining us again, <laughs> we're so lucky to have her. It's uh, G, how are you? Yeah, really good, thank you. Um, stress levels are back down to normal now <laughs> after this morning. And I think it's only fair because this it's her debut on Vic Acres Wonderland. We'd like to introduce Sophie everyone will know her as the positive guna but I'll let her do the introductions thank you so much for having me on first of all and um, I do love your content I watch a bit so it's really lovely to be on with you guys so I'm very looking forward to this one um but yeah I do have my own channel which is guna gossip tv and I just sort of talk about like the games before after and I talk about um the women's games as well so I see different types of them videos and yeah um, a lot of people probably know me off twitter as well um but yeah really excited to do this one thanks for having me on so just quickly Sophie how are you enjoying the world cup at the moment yeah it's really exciting I think a lot of teams have been unpredictable, like teams you probably wouldn't think have done well, have done really well. Like, you know, USA getting knocked out, it surprised a lot of people. I definitely thought they would go through. Um, so, yeah, really enjoying it. Obviously, the game was quite stressful <laughs> with the penalties <laughs> and the whole game. But I'm um, very, very proud of the team that, you know, we've got through. And it's just great to see other players come in and do well at Lauren James. So very, very happy with how things are and hopefully we'll go far in the tournament. Is there anyone that's stood out for you? Um, I think for me, for England, definitely Lauren James because she's just stepped in and obviously she did make the mistake today. But apart from that, I think she's really stepped up and um, probably been our star of the show. Um, so I love her. Very, very happy to see her. I do want to give um, a big shout out to Chloe Kelly as well because I think, you know, she steps up in those big moments and it's always difficult to do that when there's a lot of pressure on you. So Big shout out to her as well, scoring that penalty. She does it so calmly. I don't know how she does it. If that was me, I'd be so nervous. But yeah, big shout out to her. It's obviously hard to pick players that have stood out because so many players have done really well at Mary Earps as well. Defensively, we've done excellent. So yeah, it's hard, but I'm really, really proud of the team and I love them all, really. <laughs> Brilliant to hear. Uh, um, so we'll go straight into the game itself now. And it was such a different game compared to the groups. And this is what knockout football is really about. Some of us were at the, lucky enough to attend knockout games at the Euros last year. Some of us were sitting and watching them, sometimes watching them alongside each other uh, online, which was quite fun in itself. Um, but this game hits a bit differently because Ashley Pomtra, a first of all hits the crossbar and then she uh, then forces Mary Earps into a, a great save diving towards her left I'm just going to come to G first what did you think of that those two moves from Nigeria 
ridiculous. That shot was insane. Um, and if it was on, on target, obviously a little bit more, I don't think anyone is going to stop that, let alone Mary. I know she, she almost got a hand to it, but it was just the way, the way she hit it, it was just perfect. Um, so you had to admire it. And I thought she was actually one of the best players on the pitch for the whole game. Um, I think she, they were saying that she was actually, uh, she is English um, and had a 30 odd caps, but in the youth level. And then decided to obviously change to Nigeria, which is a shame because she's so, so good. Um, she stood out for me today. Um, everything was sort of going through through her. She was putting herself about. Russo couldn't really, she was on Russo all the time um, and she couldn't really get any any luck from her. And they were so, all of them were so physically strong today. Um, and I just, just don't think any of us could have, any of our team could have matched them strength-wise, even on a different day, I just think they were just so, so physical in a good way. Um, yes, that was the real difference, really, for me today, is we were looking a little bit weak, being pushed off the ball quite quite easily, although they were, they were always having two players, especially Lauren James, they cancelled her out the whole time she was on the pitch, because they always had two players going to, to them, it just, made, it just made it so difficult for us. So it just comes to Adam then. Obviously, the game has come come about, and we've had to find ways around this. Was this a good test for you about what we could perhaps expect in the later rounds if they're looking to target or go two players to one, for example? I think it was a good test. Um, I I know we won, but I don't think it's a test we passed. I think Nigeria dominated us all over the park. It's the, it was, it was, we're so used under Serena to play at a really high level where we can just outplay anyone off the park. I mean, I think back to the Euros, the only, the only game I think we actually were outplayed um, was the Spanish game. And, I, and we managed to wrestle control back after about 70 minutes. Um, we never had control of this game. Nigeria just, their man marking, as, as G mentioned, the physicality and the strength they had just bossed each. We, we lost all our jewels. I mean, thinking of Arsenal, I t- you see, I, t- I tend to talk about winning the jewels and doesn't like us, doesn't like us losing jewels. Well, our England team, our Lionesses, they lost every jewel on the pitch, and especially Lauren James. And that was the, for me, that was the, the key sort of. She's she's been built up to be this this superstar, that almost like the Beth Mead of the Euros. And she she couldn't she couldn't she couldn't she couldn't win her jewel. She could she couldn't win the right to play her way. And we never did that. And my feeling is we got lucky because Nigeria couldn't score a goal. And they came very close. You mentioned obviously hit the crossbar. Um and they had other chances throughout the game as well. And the only reason we got we got through is you know, penalty shootouts, we got a nil-nil and they couldn't score. If we if we play against a and this is the danger of looking, you know, the moment we got out of the group stage, we're looking at the draw and thinking, right, what's our pathway? And we're sort of treating what these games as, as as easy, routine wins. Well, there are no routine wins in knockout football, but the, 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 the game has advanced so much, it doesn't exist anymore. There are no buys, there are no easy wins. So if you're thinking of Colombia or Jamaica, whoever it is, I think, I think they play tomorrow, at time recording tomorrow. If one of them does that, plays, you know, just doubles up and physicality and, and neutralizes us, you know, say Colombia, I could eat, I watched them beat Germany. They could easily do the same that Nigeria did to us. And they've got the talent to score the goals. You know, someone like Kai Sado, they'll score. It, given that situation, they, you know, there was a lot of rushed finishes from Nigeria, they, you know, especially the game got a bit tired near the end. Um, I mean, I would say fair play to Nigeria. I thought Nigeria were amazing. I really, And it's impressive that they've, there's, there's three nil-nils they've got in, in the World Cup. And obviously this one they went out on. And they can, they can be very proud of what they did. I don't think an African team has ever won a knockout game at a World Cup, but they, they came ever so close. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think this is a massive wake-up call because we were sort of all hanging up the bunting after we, we beat China 6-1 and we were sort of saying, oh, England are back. Well, I'm afraid I think we rather over-indexed the result, a bit like how the media were with Norway when they beat the Philippines 6-0. I think this is sort of a, a, a back-to-reality result and I think a lot of work needs to be done on the training ground. Um, before the, uh, I think the quarterfinal on uh, on Saturday. So Sophie, Alessia Russo has the chance to score, make it one nil in that first half. Uh, it was a miskick from 
Dehine, Denehan, uh, I believe it is. I do apologise if I have butchered that name. We are a bit famous for doing that, so I do apologise <laughs> if anyone from... You are. You are that. <laughs> don't, well, don't, don't, don't tar us with your brush, man. You say that, but you are the one that was given the, the opportunity to do the Vietnam names and... Uh, and I what excelled was superbly. Philippines. Do you know what? Every time I cross the line, he bites. You know, it's so easy. It's so easy. But we love you, really. <laughs> and then your next host is. <laughs> uh, I, I, anyway, uh, sorry, Sophie. Um, Alessia has the shot first time and it's saved by the doozy. What was your reaction just to that movement? And and at that time, was that the, the option for Arsenal to uh, sorry Arsenal <laughs> England. <laughs> I've already got my Arsenal hat on apologies um was that did you think that was yes I am looking yeah, forward to September yeah you can't stop thinking about <laughs> yes, it like oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes uh sorry so yes Alessia Russo with the chance there to make it one nil to England what were your thoughts on the, on that chance was yeah, I think like with Alessia Rousseau, I think when she scored in the last game, that's probably given her confidence to go in this game and have her go. But yeah, it's a shame. Like I think we did have chances like in the game, like you said, with that one to win early on. Um, and it's a shame, you know, she didn't make the most of that. And she has had other chances and in, in like games, but I think what I've noticed with with this tournament, she does she's like a starter and other times she would come on. So I think I think she's doing okay. And I think, you know, she is getting in the right positions. I just think, you know, probably be more clinical. But I still think she's doing good. And yeah, I think like even if she doesn't score, I think it's good that she has the confidence to go for these type of shots. Um so yeah, I think it was good that we started that off well for her. So um hopefully you know she can get more goals and like I said her getting that goal in the last game was probably really good for her confidence because it's the first World Cup, it's a big tournament for her. So um, she knows how well she can perform from the Euros. So I think I think this tournament's probably really big for her. So hopefully she can um, score next time. But good, good on her for kind of giving things a go, even it's a quite a big tournament for her. I can't finish the first half without mentioning Rachel Daly and Lottie <laughs> Rachel <laughs> Daly with a volley it was saved by Naduzi but from the corner from Alex Greenwood and then there was also the opportunity that of a possible penalty it was eventually not given by VAR as Abede pushes Rachel Daly on the floor but it not wasn't given just your thoughts uh, no, the the, uh, volley, the volley is something that we we've seen we've seen several times over the season. It's a replica of her first goal. Um, I've got to say the Nigeria keeper was absolutely on fire that game throughout the game to have the shot she had at her thrown at her. It was just unlucky when it got to the well, got to penalties. Obviously, um, as for that, that uh, situation, it was a penalty for me, but I also understand it was contact before the push. So if you watch on on the replay. The contact was made, Rachel Daly darts round and then she gets pushed. But I think it should have been given for me personally. I don't, I don't know what you guys think, but it should have been a penalty all day long. I do have... Here we go. Long, when, when you say con- <laughs> I don't know, what do you mean by contact before push? Because you're saying a push... Because, because they they jumped... They, from, what I was, from what I saw on the slow replay and the breakdown, they ran into each other... Rachel Daly's t- gone t- gone on the sharp turn to get rounder to go and g- to go into the box, and then mm. the push was made. Yeah, but the, is the push but, itself not a foul? Yeah, uh, it is. But there's the the referee and the comment and whatever's gone on in the VAR room yeah. saying it was contact before the push. That was the reason. Right. Okay. You're listening, found... listening to the breakdown at half time properly. I think it, it was, was also started outside the box as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Outside that the box well. where the initial. I... Um, I didn't, so I didn't watch the half-time analysis because I wasn't working. I wanted to use it to catch up. But <laughs> I was—I I did find it rather confusing. I, I'm always the big advocate of VAR, and um, I, I, I try and defend it as best I can. And I'm trying to look at for reasons why VAR made the decision. And for me, I felt it was originally a soft 50-50. I think it's one of those 
I know there's all this this contact in Persia. It's one of those ones where you, they always say in, in the uh, in the Premier League, if it's given, VAR wouldn't overturn it. If it wasn't given, VAR wouldn't give it. I felt, I, from my interpretation, was it was the overturn came because maybe they didn't feel the contact was sufficient enough. For me, there was contact, clear contact, and for me, it, the, whether they believe it's sufficient contact shouldn't shouldn't um, be down to VAR. That's down to the ref. I couldn't see anything clear and obvious that would suggest it wasn't a penalty, although uh, as soft as it was. But it was just bizarre that it took up to the moment where Georgia Stanway had the ball in her hand, about to put on the spot, and then the referee says, "No, hang on, I want to have a look at the, the thing." Yeah, surely absolutely. she. It's, it's a lot was, of question marks on this one. Yeah. Because if you look at this ref's record, with the games that she's she's uh, refed, refereed, yeah. let's say, she's card happy. She loves a yellow card. And I've looked at her stats and I thought, we're in trouble. I yep. mean, thank God we had Kira Bolsch back for 120 minutes. Yep. Thank God for that. Um, Otherwise we would have been doomed. What I would say, and which adds to confusion, is this is one of the big flaws with this new rule where you, where the referees announce the crowd what the decision is. Because I'm all for that. I think it's great. I think, it, um, But the problem is, is they announce the decision, which was no penalty, and they announce what comes next from drop ball. But there's no explanation in between. Not, I think, they, I think with some decisions, if it's a positive decision, like if they're giving a penalty, they'll say handball, penalty or whatever. But there was no explanation given. There was nothing to say. They're not what you meant were to be given any explanations. They just say decision and then what it is and but, but that's it. But they do because they say like goal just allowed offside or they'll say penalty given. Yeah, foul, but penalty what we want to know, I think what you're getting at is what we want to know is what that internal conversation is. So we well, understand it, why. This happened. I don't. Why have, that I don't happened. Have, Not just I a short have, sentence of it all. No, well, I don't care. about I mean, I'd love to. I mean, I'd love to hear the internal conversations because they'd be fascinating. Oh no, that, that would make the VAR scrutiny even worse. They're trying to protect the well, VAR. I think because of because the footage from what I was seeing and what I was seeing on the commentary seems so conclusive that it was a penalty. The fact that they have reversed that, I would have loved to have known. Just if someone could tell me it was because I don't know someone was offside or uh, we believe that Daly initiated the contact. We believe that there was not sufficient corner. As long as I understand what the reason is, I can sort of then pass judgment. But the fact it was just, oh, we've just there's no penalty and it's a drop ball. I don't know. I feel yeah. that there's a hole in the process that could be filled there. No, absolutely. Well, would... Even the commentators were saying contact before mm. before the push. So but, plus plus the fact, as you just said, the contact was outside the box. Yeah. Well, there is a whole wall that if the contact carries into the box, I think they can give it. I think that yeah, is. Yeah, they a... didn't want to. That's the well, difference. But what I would say is we didn't deserve that penalty because based on that first half, we deserved nothing. And maybe Nigeria earned that luck because they were playing us off the park. I mean, it would have been a very much like Haiti against the run of play, but we snuck it, we, we stole in, got a penalty, bit fluky, took the lead, get the half time, maybe regroup. We didn't deserve the penalty. We didn't deserve the chance to score because we were not playing as you know as well as we know we can. Rusa had that one chance from that mentioned and that was sort of a snapshot. She had to bend that on the keeper, but she went it for power very, and it was a great, it was a good very, save. Very, very Ellen White-esque. Like, mm. She had plenty of time. She could have done a tune chip. And we she, know she, she rushed it. She went, she went in first time. And I, I don't know, I, I do worry about Ruth. Russo, obviously, she got a goal in the, um, in the in the previous game and I was hoping that was going to kick on. But in fairness to Russo, I don't, yes, she missed that chance, but I think other players can be guilty of not really stepping up either. It was a very, uh, I think we were a bit caught out by that first half. Um, and yeah, we would have been, it would have been lucky if we'd gone in 1-0 up based on a, what was quite a soft penalty, um, even if there was a lot of strangers around it. What I would say is, and I know Matt's going to come, probably come to this, I'm jumping ahead a bit, but Matt's going to bring it later, is um, Nigeria, I feel, should have had a penalty in extra time. And for me, this sort of count, this this cancels out almost the fact that we we had a weird one and got disallowed and then Nigeria had that moment in this in the extra time we thought oh I think probably bronzes basically mm. shoved the player over and nothing got given and that's maybe a bit of equilibrium but that's the only real positive I can draw out of it. So <clears throat> we'll go on to the second half now. Uh you check Shakana Kanu Lottie's one to watch. You <laughs> check us <laughs> Chenna, apologies. She hits the crossbar. So uh, I was going to bring you in, Lottie, actually, for this one because you've been calling her out as the, your one to watch this. Oh, absolutely, she oh, was no. when we when we looked back at groups uh, Group C, no Group B. Group B. 
I think I like that enough. The group sounds like a lifetime ago. <laughs> no, absolutely. I mean, she's she's an she's one of the rising stars at the moment. And if you've watched if you watched her through the group stages, you would have seen she's had these shots, but she just hasn't quite hit the net. I think she's scored. I can't quite remember, but um, she's got she's got a wicked wicked strike on her when from from distance. Um, evidently we saw that we saw that this morning. Depending on when, depending on when you're listening to this podcast, of course, but <laughs> it is it is Monday night for us. Um, yeah, um, it's what I expect from her, and she's, she she had a really good game. Majority of majority of them, is, I think, for me, is is Abajide. She kept Lucy Bronze busy. She kept Lauren Hemp out of it. She just had a brilliant game. And I, I'm, I'm quite pleased she plays for Atletico Madrid as well in Spain. They've got a good player on their hands. So we'll move on to Alex Greenwood with a corner. Uh, again, to Rachel Daly. So, because I've already asked this one to uh, Lofty, I'll give this one to Jim. So you mean our resident number one, Rachel Daly fan? <laughs> the, uh, she talks about Rachel on a daily basis. Rachel Daly is a striker fan club. Um, yes, uh, Unaduzi uh, saves the initial shot from, uh, from Rachel Daly, and then Alessia Russo a header is just not enough to get go into the Nigerian net. So, your thoughts, G? Um, first of all, Alex Greenwood was insane today. Mm. As always, set pieces on point. Um, yeah, it's just one of those where the Although the the balls into the box were almost perfect, they just either she jumped too. I think she jumped too quickly on that one. She was already in the air as it was coming in, so it just kind of she just didn't connect with it. Um, and it, there was a few chances like that that Alessia had. Um, but what I do like is, although obviously Rachel Daly's playing left back, she is getting into the box still and she is still there as in like people aren't recognizing her there was a point where she was completely unmarked and she's I don't know if that's the initial one that you're mentioning there but she was unmarked no one was obviously expecting her to be there um and she probably should have done a little bit better but that's a nice a nice new tactic that we can throw into the game without because the team aren't going to expect her to do it every single one like Lucy Bronze is sometimes on the back post in the occasional corner so the fact that we can have both of them involved um, might help us <laughs> going forward as that extra. Because, um, yeah, obviously Millie Bright can come up as well. But I think those two not coming up for every single one or the occasional one, being there in the box, not knowing if they're going to be there will help us hopefully turn that into a goal at some stage. But it's just, it, I don't think, it's one of those where we could have played all day and I don't think we actually would have scored. And the same for them. It, it could have just gone on forever. It, I just, no one was clearly coming up today. Just to iterate that point, England had 12 shots, four of them were on target. Nigeria had 20, only two of them were on target. So, just we're going to go on to probably the most controversial thing that I think all of us will be having mm. some say on. But I want to get your thoughts first of all, Sophie. Lauren James with the red card. Unfortunately, it was a stamp on a losey. Yeah, it's quite bad. Like, um, I think when you watch it back, it's even worse because I, I saw a few people on Twitter that thought maybe she tripped over and like she accidentally, you know, her foot landed on her back. But when you watch it back, is it is really bad. It's definitely red card, and I think it was important that the referee gave them like Lauren a red card because it shows you that that isn't acceptable because if you know she got away with it people might young people that watch football might think that's okay to do that so I think that was really important that the referee got that right um but yeah I think it's just quite a bad mistake I don't know why she did it was it frustration and it's hard to know why she did it because um don't know if she was just you know, frustrated that we weren't winning or things weren't going our way but yeah you can't do that in these type of games it, this game was so crucial for us so um but I do think you know she is young she's learning and I'm, I'm sure she knows herself that it was a really bad mistake so 
um, yeah, I think she'll bounce back from this and I know how supportive the girls are, so I'm sure they'll help her too with that. But yeah, she can't really do that again. It's not really something she should ever do, but it's just hard to figure out why she did it in the first place because especially when you watch it back, it is really terrible. So yeah, the referee definitely got that one right. Adam, she potentially now could miss the rest of the tournament. And rightly so. It's it was um, it was cynical, immature, petulant. She'd had. I mean, she'd been bigged up for this the, the group stage, as, as we mentioned earlier. It's just this rising superstar that's that's going to be the the talisman to drive this team forward. And she's coming to this Nigeria game, and she's just not had it her own way. She's just not had. She's not been able to express herself. She's not been. She's not. She's not scored. She's not assisted. She's not done anything um, close to what she was doing in the China game. And there were, there were, it can be a joke, joke when the, the corners get coming in and they were cleared and Lauren James was just lumping it into row Z from the edge of the box, just trying to score a weld in. It was like, come on, use a bit of imagination. You know, you just, I know you scored weldies on against China, but it, you can't, over, you know, it's not going to happen all the time. And she didn't, she didn't win a duel. She didn't win the right to play. She got frustrated. The Nigerian players rightly were, you know, double marking off her. And, and because she's the number 10, she is the focal point of creativity. So if you t- it's like when we used, when the Spanish took Kira Walsh out of the game and England couldn't play the game anymore. They took Lauren James out of the play, her creativity gone. And the problem with Lauren James is that she's very young, she's very naive, she's very immature. You have to have that mental strength to resist, to not to not get angry, to not allow the emotions of the game and the frustrations to to um, sort of come to the fore. And the best comparison I can make is David Beckham in '98 when. He got into a bit of a bit of a fracas, I think, with Diego Simeone, and he tried to very childishly, very subtly, just you know, leave a leg out. I think he flicked a leg out on the player, and it was it was silly. It was it was a stupid thing to do, and he rightly got sent off for it. And he obviously, he went out on, on penalties, and he became a villain for it. Um, don't really know what happened to him after that. Um, sort of faded into obscurity. But with Lauren James, um, yeah. It, it was it was it was the it was the move it was the move of a player who was is raw is young is naive and the the instant I think she got into again a tussle with a player didn't win the ball didn't win the duel and they're all entangled and you could see the moment she got up she wanted she was annoyed and she thought I can leave leave my foot in here I can leave one on her and make it look like an accident. And you watch it and you know, and you can, you know, some cynics might go, well, yeah, she's just trying to clear herself. No, you know exactly as a footballer, she knows exactly what she's doing. She knows exactly what she's doing and she's just letting out her frustration in that moment. The commentators knew it immediately when they saw it happen, they thought, oh, she's in trouble here. And the moment the VAR review happens, yeah, she's rightly sent off. And she's very, very lucky, as all of England are, but she is very lucky that ultimately that didn't, unlike with Dave Beckham, England didn't go out because of it. We were able to overcome it, but I don't think, yeah, I think it's a game suspension, but FIFA may extend it if they believe it to be violent conduct or or not kind of rules work. And if it goes up to three games, that's it. Her World Cup's over. And Serena will have to change the team again. And that raises further questions because obviously we thought we fixed our creativity with James's 10. So does Ella Toom come in? Does Jordan Nobbs maybe play as 10? Um, It's going to be interesting to see how we line up for the next game because it, Lauren James obviously won't be in that game and probably won't be in the future ones. And it's a shame because this should have been her her moment to sort of showcase her to the world. And all she's got is a is basically a, a free fall against China, which I think if we look back is probably not the the greatest of opponents to you know, showcase your skills. Yeah, I think she's probably hoping to do it maybe against Spain or France or Australia. Um, yeah, it's a silly moment, and I think she'd look back and think, "Yeah, I messed up there big time." And hopefully, she'll learn from it because yeah, she's got plenty of years left to learn from it. But yeah, I have to deal with it now. <laughs> so, gee, as Adam has mentioned, there are going to be some, a few questions on this, but just generally, your thoughts on the situation and what what can Serena do to change it? Is it does it mean that it's going to be a new change in in players as well now? Um, well, me and Lottie were texting a lot this morning. Before that happened, we were both saying that she had her Chelsea boots on today. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I think my words are, this is the Lauren Jones we know and love. Yeah, and love. yeah, yeah. like, typical. Um, but unfortunately for her, that is that is the only thing people are going to remember for her at this stage. 
they're not going to remember those girls now because this will take center stage um so it's also how she then deals with it because even when it happened she was still she's got that like attitude about her I don't think it's intentional I think she's really yeah I I don't know about you but it's like isn't it do you know what? I get I get the attitude vibes of like Reese from her. Yeah, yeah. Big time. Maybe it's something between, but they even the ref, she the um I don't know if it was the linesman or the fourth official made her turn around and accept the red cards being shown by the ref, and you just think, well, you know, you've lost your head in that moment, but at least this doesn't happen in our game. You know, you're still respectful, yeah. and it's just her, yeah, her swagger, her attitude about it. You just think, oh no. Um, but, but the incident, you think, like Sophie said, if it naturally happens when they're falling over, if they've accidentally kicked as they're trying to land or put their foot down and not realise. But it ha- whatever happens, happens. They tumble into each other. And she just sort of stays above her for, like, it looked like minutes. So obviously it's like 10 seconds. And then decides to get up and just, like, stands on her. So there's, there is no way she can hide away from it whatsoever. It was no, not an accident. It was fully intentional. But then as well, the Nigerian player didn't do anything. Like, it wasn't a retaliation to her kicking her again or pushing her off her. Yeah. No, literally nothing happened. So it's kind of bizarre what made her lose her, her head in that that moment. Maybe it is frustration because, like we've all said, she was being battered out of the game. She wasn't able to keep the ball at all. There was always two players on her, man marking her. And that well, that does frustrate you, especially after the freedom she had the in the China game and the level she reached in that game, she's then turned into the superstar for England, all in the, the name that's floating around. And then a few days later, this happens. Um, but like you said, it was very lucky that we were then able to manage it. Mm. And it was a hard, the girls worked hard for it once that, that had happened because we were almost settling for the penalty straight away. Um, we were so withdrawn from the game. We just, Picking the ball, no one's there. Or Chloe Kelly just couldn't. She isn't that type of player like Russo would have been to to hold it up at least and run it higher up the pitch to get it away. So what it was, it in turn put us in a lot of pressure. Um, but luckily, obviously, we got through it. But going into next the next game, I don't know now. I don't know if maybe Chloe Kelly gets. She deserves a chance to be in the team, and then we rotate it a little bit more. Um, but I, I honestly don't know. I don't know if Elatoon's going to fill those kind of boots like in the Haiti game. I don't. That makes us more defensive. Um, but yeah, it's one of those that we've. It's another obstacle we've got to get through. But it was good that with the with the penalties. Obviously, we all hated that. I, we, me and Lassie were texting the whole way through, like, oh my god, no, no, please no. Um, but it was nice. The commentators were referencing the Finalissima game. And how we didn't want it to happen then, but that was probably the best thing that could have happened, because it obviously has happened already, and who knows if that will happen again. I thought Lottie was going to say something then, but uh, no, I I don't know. I was, I was just going to say, I absolutely hope not, because I can't. As I said, three penalty shootouts in twenty less than twenty four hours, please. (laughs) Stress levels. Although I had three good results, is not the point. (laughs) I just want to. Um, Today was the worst to handle. It was. It was. It was. Um, it, do you know what? It was worse. Worse than um, the finalist month. It was worse. I just wanted to say, mate, you were talking about tests earlier about the the test of Nigeria playing the way they did. I mm. think the interesting test for me is England playing with ten players. And um, I've I've watched a few World Cups in England. I don't ever recall seeing the Lionesses playing a World Cup with ten players. I don't ever recall us. I mean, because red cards are rare in women's football, as we know. But I don't ever recall us seeing a um, seeing us get a player sent off. And I'm sort of thinking back to about 2007 here. Please, obviously, correct me if I'm wrong. So this was almost a new world sort of for England, and I was it was fascinating to see how we managed it and how Serena went with their substitutions. Obviously, she brought. I'm surprised she brought Kelly on for Russo because I would have thought England would have been the obvious choice, but she did. She brought Kelly on. She did bring England on, obviously, in extra time and moved it about. But I did think that was maybe shows where England is in the pecking order. In that situation, she didn't immediately go for her. Um, and I think actually that was probably a mistake by Serena. Um, obviously, she did bring um, England on. As for penalties, um, that's the first time we've won a penalty shootout at a World Cup. And the, the second time of asking, um, we lost the previous one against France. So, again, another 
mental hurdle broken, another first time, but um, another test pass. But I thought, yeah, interesting to see. I Because I, I, the moment we went down to 10, I know we had a bit of time until full time, but I was thinking, yeah, extra time. If Nigeria really wanted it, they got their subs right. And they bought a Shwala one, didn't they? They bought a Shwala one. And I, I thought a Shwala against 10 players with that pace, if she, if she was fully fit, which she's not, but if she'd been fully fit, I thought, yeah, they could have us on toast here. And I thought fair play to, 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 to dig in and play for the nil-nil with 10 players. Um, a bit of credit to the Lionesses for that, I think. That's proper grit, Shane. Well, Sophie, as we head towards extra time, just Nigeria, Nigeria kept on coming and coming and coming. There was, as Adam has alluded to, the Lucy Bronze incident where it looked like it was going to be a penalty and then it wasn't given. Uh, do you think that was a possible penalty or were you just sort of relieved sitting there? It's hard because I know in football and in sport, you sort of use your body to, you know, get get the ball off people. But I think if I was England, I would probably want that as a penalty because I think, you know, she did go down. But, um, yeah, I think in the extra time, I did think we went quite tired. Like Lucy, Lucy Bronze, I think she did kind of make a few mistakes. She's, she was quite tired. You know, she's played the whole game, but... I think for me, I probably would say yeah, but um, I was. I think when like the referee didn't make a decision about it, I just felt relieved that it was over because I thought I cannot go through any more stress of them having that penalty. Um, so yeah, I would say yeah because there was contact there, but I also get um, you know, in football you sort of do use your body, you know, to get the ball off people or to do that. So I get that. Um. But I do think we were quite lucky to escape that one. I think the best thing to move on to is the one that's going to hurt us the most. Uh, reliving those penalties, uh, I'll come to G first with the first ones. Georgia Stanway and <laughs> Operazi both missing the first two penalties. What were your initial feeling when, first of all, Georgia steps up to take that first penalty? Um... I was well. We know she's our regular taker, um, but obviously they did the kiss of death of mentioning the the Haiti first attempt, and obviously in penalties you don't get the second attempt. Um, so naturally she puts it wide, um, and yeah, my heart just sank at that moment. I thought, oh my god, if we didn't have anything else going not our way today, this is also gonna our the main person you'd think will be scoring the goal takes it on first. Um, and she and she missed it, and then obviously Nigeria. It was like the the exact same penalty from them. It went the just same distance, same position, gone. Um, so yeah, my feeling at that well, well, luckily when when they Nigeria missed theirs, I thought right, that's fine, clean sweep, let's go again. Um, I had full faith in Mary because they took. I think they took a lot of time today before going into the, actually starting the penalties. There was a lot going on and Mary, you noticed that Mary just took herself away and there was a moment in the camera where she's proper like focused, she's doing all sorts of her face and just like, yep, she's going, yep, taking a drink, yep, um, so you know you're safe with her. <laughs> Obviously she didn't get to save me today, but yeah, it does, I was happy with the lineup of the penalty takers as well actually, but I, I didn't have faith as much in Beth England before she took it, just because of the minutes she hasn't had in the tournament because you know you know what it's like with the just to quickly mention the men's jury when they didn't have enough time then they chucked in on the penalty so those those feelings were playing in my mind but fair play to her she absolutely she absolutely smashed it and so did the obviously the rest of the girls and luckily they've got one in their locker now so that will you know once it once it's in that stage you're in a world cup it's to go to the quarterfinals and you've scored your penalty it will do it will do them all wonders going forward. Hopefully we don't have to go for it again. But <laughs> so it's the second penalty, then Beth England steps up, she scores right in the middle. And then Aluzi, who got Lauren James sent off, blasts it over. I'm just gonna go to Sophie on this one. What were your thoughts on that second penalty? Yeah, well, I was obviously relieved when they missed, but I think I think with the penalties, I think like 
like when George Samway missed, I was thinking like, oh, I really hope this isn't over now. So I was quite relieved when they they did miss quite a lot of penalties, I thought. And I think, to be honest, like a lot of it's down to like for Nigeria, it's a big tournament for them, like to come this far. So I reckon that nerves just got got the better of them. And um, yeah, I think we probably were better we were better at penalties, which, you know, is, is better for us because in the game we I couldn't see us scoring. I couldn't really I think they were more likely to score, but they did miss a lot of chances. So I think we were very fortunate that the penalties we were much better in than then. But yeah, I think um when Georgia missed, I was really upset, but then they missed a few more after that. So felt better at that um but yeah I just think our penalties were really good I think we seemed a lot more composed in them a lot more calmer like we believed in ourselves a bit more I think they've had a lot of practice at it that's probably why but um yeah I think it's good that we did better than them at penalties but yeah I think they were just probably nervous and it's probably a lot to deal with so I think it's good for us that <laughs> they weren't as good as us <laughs> I wouldn't be able to go on and not let the daily enthusiast talk about Rachel <laughs> Daly going and hit it, it right near the top of the corner. I'm really, I'm really sorry, but you, I'm, you can't not expect Rachel Daly to stick that in. She's the number one choice at Aston Villa. We've seen her take penalties before. It, her name was down. I think I'm just going to rewind a bit. I mean, in, Beth England, England for England. I would never want to mention that. I mean. We've been waiting for that sentence. England scores for England. And it's just, yeah. it's actually kind of mad to even think about. But after after that penalty we saw against uh, Sabrina D'Angelo over in uh, Brisbane Road, we, we know what kind, we know what, we, we know she likes to score against Arsenal, but we know she's a good penalty taker from the WSL. Um, so although I think Sab, Sabrina D'Angelo didn't go down because of the state of that pitch, personally, I would have just let it in as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> but back to England, yeah, no, really pleased with Beth England. She did set up a really good chance in 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 those closing minutes, but I I think Bright just didn't get to it in the end. Um, she was offside as well, so it wouldn't yeah, have there's that <laughs> as well. There's that as well. But it was a good setup. You've got to give it her was, that. It was close. It was close. Yeah, and like, I was I was at the point with her. I was thinking, oh, Serena doesn't rate her at this point, but mm. she is that player that at least come off the bench bit sooner for me yeah. and it's a bit strange to say not but she's a Tottenham fan why are you saying this Tottenham player why are you saying this and I went she's that impact player at the moment for what Russo was for Ellen White and I think we need to get that system up and running with her as for Rachel Daly superb man magnificent exactly what I expected to see from her um it wasn't not, not going to go in you know so can I just pick up what you said Lottie about sorry about the subs I found it so strange how Serena didn't make any subs until I think yeah. it was around about until mm. I think it was I think it was she was about to start making them when Lauren 100, James 120 got minutes she took, she took off Kira Walsh with Zellum. Yeah, and I 120 think minutes really, I, first came yeah. back from injury. It, it, I thought it was a bit I, much. I kind of freaked I, out on G earlier over the text and I went, "Oh my god, she's walking off with the doctors." Oh my god. Mm. But she was like 30 seconds or 40 seconds behind me. And I, yeah. I kind of freaked her out. I was like, "Who?" They, what happened? they made <laughs> They made, I'm just looking at the stats. So she made the first sub on 88 minutes. And then the next one was Beth England in the in first half extra time. And then Kate Selim obviously at the you end. Know what? I was waiting for 75 minutes. That's the her normal yeah. mark. Yeah. And no. I think that's I don't know the weirdest thing. At that point. Um, yeah, well, and, and hemp was just, she ran. Oh, so before much. I forget. Knackered. Speaking of hemp, massive, so happy 23rd birthday to her today. She was playing. Yeah. Happy massive happy birthday. birthday to her. Um, I yeah. mean, that's one way to spend your 23rd birthday, isn't it, G? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> but I just, I, obviously, I love her, but I just feel that there is a point sometimes where you need, she's always the one that's, like, left on the pitch, and she's obviously the one going up, down, everywhere. Yeah. And I just thought that Kelly would be the, the mm. that would be the change. Yeah. So when, because it, it just didn't work initially, unless you were bringing on, like, Beth England to replace Rousseau, mm. like, for life. But what, what she did do didn't work, and it was too late. Um <laughs> So that it was surprising from her. She was kind of maybe overthinking it a little bit too much because you don't want to also make changes at that point where it is where it was and and then disrupt it even more. It is a tricky, yeah, tricky kind of game to to make a sub, I guess. But it just during the Euros, Serena was so proactive with her subs. 
Yeah, she wasn't. She was. I mean, she felt like I don't know. If she froze or when she was worried. I mean, the whole England team looked worried when they were playing. But the fact the that, is, that Serena after sixty minutes, Serena think right, I'm gonna like it's nil nil. It's not working. I'm bringing Kelly on. I'm bringing you know Robinson on. I'm bringing Beth England on. I'm making changes now. But she just sort of left it to play out. Um, it just seemed I a think, bit odd. I, mean, I think with that one, Adam, with the European teams, she knows what these top European teams are like. She knows the Dutch inside out, for example, obviously, for obvious reasons. But when when you look at the other teams that there, she's used to playing against them on a regular basis, and she's always won, either with us or it's with the Dutch. And when you're going into a World Cup and you're coming up against teams like Nigeria, it's a massive unknown. Yes, you know the likes of um, Aset Oshola. She's one of the best strikers in the world. But you look, you look at that back line, um, you look at, I think it's, is it Obi, Obi, Obi Ebe or Obi? She's 40 years old. She's such an unknown, but she's a massive Eddie. legend for Falcons. On Omi yeah. Ebi, yeah. Yeah, thank you. But she's a massive legend. For, she's been inspiring for 20 years, exactly the same as Marta and Christine Sinclair. But mm. to the likes of maybe you or me, we're like a bit of an unknown. So yeah, most of the majority of that team is unknown, unless you look at the likes of Ashley Puntry. Who kept Leicester City up and who is currently left for free? Yeah. Also, I don't know if you noticed, she was about to, I don't know if it was for Lauren James, but she was about to bring Ella Toon on at the same time. There was a sub being, subs were being prepped when Lauren James hit the nuclear button. Um, Yeah, I couldn't quite see her number and I couldn't recognise, because normally you'd see her ponytail and I was like, who's that coming on? And I just saw the 10 and I thought, oh, Ella Toon, Lauren James is coming on. And then, obviously, just what she I'm was thinking. coming up. Lloyd Taylor said, was. "No, I'm, I'm going off on my own terms." Yeah. yeah, yeah. But the thing is, with me, I've got a bit of a question mark over Tune at the moment. Like she's played every single, as May said in a couple of pods ago, every single game for Man United. Is she too tired to be that number ten? And is that is why Lauren Jordan, James is there. Is it time for Jordan Nobbs then for the next round? I don't think Serena rates her. I'm at that yeah. point. I'm not even like Yeah. 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 Like, but just don't get a can I just say what an immense game Jess Carter had? She yes. was insane today. I want more of that Jess Carter. That game, this game, she was not the, that weak link I've been calling her out for. No, she, she, she nailed it today. She yeah, she nailed it today. So anyway, Adja Altrabash also did score that third penalty for Nigeria, so that put them back into the game. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Adam, I believe it's your turn. Alex Greenwood, right, bot, yes. right corner, and Usha also on that right hand side. Oh, Scott, it, for the fourth it's, penalty. It's, it's it's fantastic when they take the, the penalty and the and the keeper dives the opposite way. It's it's and when Greenwood when Greenwood plays it and the keeper's I think keeper's off to right and and, and keeper's gone. Uh, Greenwood's gone. Keeper's left. It's sort of like, oh, I'll be not to worry. It, it's so satisfactory when they've gone for the keeper. I should also want to throw my my two pennies worth on, on, the, on the penalties there. I think it was uh, the first one they took, uh, the Nigeria player, I think it was um, Opa Ranzoni. And the um, the commentator said, ah, oh, this, this is the, the player they brought on specifically to take the penalty. I thought, right. I, uh, That's a sort of, okay. and behold, she, uh, she sliced it away. Um, yeah, it was sort of a yeah. It, it's another rule that you don't bring players on specifically for penalties, and yet managers insist on doing it. So I don't know why they do it. We saw in the USA, I think it was Kelly O'Hara shooting off the bench a penalty, missed it. I think that makes Beth England scoring a penalty even more impressive. I think I think it did help that she had a bit more time in the game. Um, but yeah, once once we got once Greenwood got, I think was it was it three one at that point? Was it um, Greenwood's penalty? Was that the third one we got in? Yeah, before Usha Usha be scored yeah. her. Mm. Uh, second. No, it was it was it was a good pen. I, I, we were watching up to the fans' office, and there was a there was a lot of oohs and ahs when some of them flew over the bar and, and flew wide. But there was a huge bit of appreciation for Daly's penalty. It was very much. I was like, that's a penalty. That is an absolute penalty. And I mean, and I, I'm Lottie's going to murder me now because I'm going to compare this penalty to Maguire. But when Maguire took the penalty, you leave Slabber and Maguire out of this. You can't <laughs> defend for shite. Yeah, Unless I just what... broke the rule, I don't care. You can't defend. No. You cannot compare <laughs> the defensive skills of Rachel, Rachel Daly to him. I bang I'm out not, of order. I'm not having I'm that. Not. Okay, right, okay. Two you just did. Lost... Difference. I am yeah. not having none of that. Right, I, well, firstly, well, thirdly, Every firstly, time I need, I need to see what Secondly, 
Secondly, Lottie randomly said Irish then. I'm not entirely sure why. Thirdly, she's broken the swear word rule. But fourthly, I'm not preparing... <laughs> That's the why. She's got an E on the end of it. That's why. <laughs> so we don't count. Fourthly, fourthly, I was not comparing red defensive capabilities because Rachel Davies leagues ahead. I was thinking back to the Euro final when Maguire took a penalty and it hit the top corner so hard it broke the camera. And when Daly, when Daly scored her penalty... And you saw the camera rattle around in the housing when, when she buried it. It, it did remind me a bit of that. It was a superb penalty. Um, but the, the, the Greenwood one, I was very confident because we know Greenwood's like, she's great with set pieces and she's a great dead ball specialist. And I, I was, it, I'm always confident with these players, but I'm therefore hopeful that they're not going to let me down. And, and faintly, Greenwood, it was, it was beautifully placed, bottom corner. Lottie's still fuming with me. So this is going to be my last podcast. I do apologize, everyone. Yeah, um, congratulations. Go out this season. Yeah. Sophie, I hope uh, do you uh, fancy coming on full time for chance? <laughs> <laughs> yes, brilliant penalty from Greenwood, and I must say, Greenwood, I'm so impressed with this World Cup because I remember watching her the last World Cup, and she was very error-strewn, a lot of mistakes at the back, misplaced passes, poor communication. She was solid, as was the backline. Millie Bright, solid. Jess Carter, if you said solid, Greenwood solid. I mean, they were. We, we managed to hold them off, and it is down to that that back three. Um, and yeah, Green Greenwood penalties. I mean, yeah. Buried it, but it's at but it's at match points, and at that point you you just hoping can can Erps pull a save out, or is it going to? I actually thought well, we're going to get to the last penalty. I thought Katie Zellin would take the last penalty. I actually thought because she was brought for Kira Walsh, and I thought she was going to take. And I, and, I was, and I was thinking, please take it, please take it. Not only because of the narrative, but because Matt will be furious if she takes the last penalty and she scores it. Because be I was very disappointed when it wasn't her. Um, but I, I think maybe probably for the best that was the case. Um, but yeah, <laughs> top ten from Greenwood. You had to say it, didn't you? you oh, I was not going to get out of the pod without mentioning the Z word. <laughs> Before we move on, and because you've mentioned it, I do apologise in the previous podcast for saying that Katie Zellum only deserves a one. She can get a bumped up to a four because she only misplaced 12 of her 33 passes. So, wait, anyway. you actually went, you went, wait, 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 you went back. Do you sit and count there, yeah, there was an actual stat. Yeah, he's got a Katie, Katie Zellum yeah, count. a little tally, but there's I, I, Yes. Yeah. He does, he tries and then he loses count. <laughs> don't 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 try and con anyone that you don't have an agenda here, Matt. I mean, it, it's no, it's clear. No. <laughs> I'm holding my hands up and saying she deserved a little bit more credit than I gave her. But going back towards this game, even though she did come on, unfortunately she didn't take a penalty. But better or worse, whatever you want to say, Chloe Kelly steps up and blasts it top left. Chloe Kelly again sending the nation into. Uh, Jubilation, ecstasy, euphoria, Euphoria. whatever you want, whatever your choice. I'm going to come to Sophie for this because this is the third time now she's stepped up in big moments, twice in in two finals, and when it really matters with another penalty. So that's two penalties in three three games. Just a horse when she stepped up. That was such a great penalty. Um, I couldn't watch. I was like, whenever I watch penalties, I always close my eyes. It's too stressful for me. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was a really good penalty. And um, she's just that person that's really good at taking those, um, you know, in the most important moment, she can take the penalties or score the goals when you're at the Euros. So I think, yeah. I think she was the right person to take it at that time because she was just very calm and relaxed. And, um, yeah, I feel confident whenever she's going to take a penalty because um, I just love how she goes up to do it. She's just really, yeah, calm. Um, and it was a great penalty. Um, and I think she was the right person to take us um, through to the quarterfinals with the lost penalty. Um, but, obviously, it was very nerve-wracking because, you know, if she hadn't got the penalty, we'd better have keep going. Um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was thinking, just score it so I can breathe for Please. a bit because my anxiety <laughs> through that penalty shootout was awful. Um, but I was just thinking, just can this be over now? Glory, <laughs> just score it. <laughs> but yeah, very, very happy for her. And I do want to say that I think I saw her and a few of her players went over to their goalkeeper to yeah. give them like a hug and see if she was okay. And I just wanted to say a lot of respect for them. I think Hannah Hampton was the other one. I think Alex Greenwood, I can't remember. But I think that was really lovely to see. And it shows, you know, she did score the penalty, but she doesn't really have this arrow 
arrogant she's very humble and um, likable so yeah very happy she got the winner but it's also lovely to have such a great role model like her um, playing for England so yeah just sorry Matt just to add on to that I think the best bit about that as Sophie was saying it was if it was Chloe Kelly she basically told the uh, cameras and the media to sod off yeah I love that. Yeah. Well, we'll carry on with the Chloe Kelly because she she has been at that penalty. It was a huge moment for her to. It almost feels like when Leah Williamson and Lottie, we were both there at the final Isma when basically Leah Williamson just went up to the opposition and just shook hands with them, made sure that they were all right. Uh, I think you mean Rafaeli. Rafaeli. And Haffa. It was Haffa. It was Haffa. She went straight to Haffa first. They were, they were besties. I mean, it just had to be Chloe Kelly. She's that player in those big moments. And it's it's just, it's the one person I depend upon. And I sit there and I'm like, I'm freaking out in my head. And I was texting G, freaking out about this between us. And um, it, she kind of stepped up. It was like a little hot skipping a jump. Boom, straight in the net. And it was like, yes, I literally launched myself off the sofa, screamed my head off again. So glad I got building works downstairs because otherwise everybody would be like, what the hell is she screaming her head off for this time in the morning? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, no, it just has to be Chloe Kelly. It's, it's hop, skip, jump, boom. And it's just something I'm too used to at the moment of her getting us out of these situations um, that we kind of dug ourselves into. It's kind of, although... Nigeria had the better game time. It's kind of bittersweet. They lost to us on pennies. Um, if anyone, I don't know if any of you saw the post-match interviews, but Chloe Kelly, again, Chloe Kelly said, well, it's not down to me. It's down to this whole team. We're a special bunch of players. She will not take credit for any of it. And that's one thing I absolutely adore about her because she's all about the team. It's not individuality like we see in certain other England teams, shall we say. It's, it's <laughs> one team. It doesn't matter who you play for domestically. doesn't matter. You're just one team, you're going through the motions and they don't bottle stuff and I love it. G on Chloe Kelly and the penalty. Penalty top bins, fabulous. Um, she is technically our national treasure now. Mm. I mean, she's done more <laughs> in the bigger moments than like, any of the male counterparts have done. So I'm expecting that statue to go outside of Wembley very soon. <laughs> um, but yeah, like you said, I mean, it, you know, as a sports player, it's obviously you want to be able to enjoy that moment and celebrate as a team. But then you're also aware that that could be you the next round. That could have been us at that point as well. And it is, it's, it's one. Of, I hate the end of games like that because the camera does want to go straight away to the and finds the player that's crying and you just think oh, let them have their moment like it's devastating and and the fact that they for a start didn't run off and celebrate together they they had their really small moment and then they were straight away trying to shake hands with them and give the girls um from Nigeria hugs and just just the fact that they all grouped around they had kind of like built a shield around their the Nigeria goalkeeper and just sort of let her have her moment and obviously would have said good words to her about how incredible she was anyway um but yeah it's just we don't want to have the reliance on her that she has to be doing those moments as well I think they've all come so naturally um for her taking the last penalty obviously the Euros is what it was anyway but we'll hope that she doesn't start to then feel the pressure of oh she needs if we need that moment, it has to be. She used to do it, so she needs to do it again. If you know what I mean. Um, I just want her to remain calm and cool like she is. But yeah, what a player as well. I, I, I love her. She might be a city player, but she's just unbelievable, isn't she, for us? She does have a Arsenal link, which is always yeah. good to see. So Adam, just quickly on Chloe Kelly. Yeah, brilliant player. She um, so she came through the Arsenal academy. Now we had. We had her for three years until she went to some club in Liverpool called Everton. Um, so, you know, fancy that day. Um, yeah, brilliant. Um, I'll, always, I'll always cherish that moment at Wembley when she scrambled that ball home. Um, doesn't have to be, this is what great thing, but it doesn't have to be a world. It doesn't have to be a you know, 25-yarder or a superb volley or a curler. Or, it was the scrappiest, ugliest goal you will ever see to win any tournament. And I don't care. 
it was it was she was she was there to score it. And um, the Finn and Belize had actually um, rigged the shootout. I think Leah Williams had a word that she said, no, we're going to put Chloe Kelly on last because of the Euros. And now it's it's paid off because she was she was the last one um, to take it again. And she's you know she's only twenty five, but she's she's more than happy to take upon the mantle of, of the pressure of that pressure kick. Um, I mean, we were all before the shootout. There's a few of us in the office. I mean, um, of being, you know, we know as Englishmen, we know what penalties mean for England, and we know there is nothing more English than going out on penalties. You know, the, 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 our history speaks for itself, certainly on the male side. Um, and so we're sort of all bracing for the narrative of how we're going to go out. And when we saw what happened with the USA Sweden and the fact the USA had the kick to win it and choked it. And obviously, in Sweden, went on to win it. And you're just thinking, please, Ted, just, just, just do what you did in the Philly Easter. Just, 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 you know, repeat the process, take it up. And I think that was a difference with Nigeria with their penalty. I think they, they said in the commentary, they only had like one shootout before, and it was Afcon, and they lost it. They looked. I mean, for the 120 minutes, they looked like they belonged at this level. They belonged, you know, playing football outplayed us. But in those minutes, the penalty shootout, I think they looked a bit rabbit in the headlights. They just didn't have that that experience and composure. And I think that's why two of them completely, you know, fluffed their lines. Whereas likes of Kelly, Green, not Stanway, but Kelly, Greenwood, um, uh, England, Daly, they just, they they knew their process. They knew what they're doing. I think Kelly said post-match, is like, what was your process? Well, I just knew I was going to score. I just knew my routine. You know, I knew what I was going to do. I, you know, just, just cold ruthlessness with a hop and a skip thrown in. And that was the difference. And that's incredible for, for you know, Kelly, especially for someone who hasn't played that much. She's come off the bench. She's not a starter. But she's um, had a key influence on this uh, on this particular World Cup game, just as she did in the Euro, just as she did in the that final against Brazil. Philomelisa, whatever it's called. I can never say it right. Um, an incredible, incredible player. And, we, you know, if we're going to, if, if we're going to go and win more penalty shootouts, we'll need to make sure she's, uh, she stays on form. Um, and we can say it was a superb penalty. I think the keeper might have got a touch to it, but top binning it like daily, it was um, yeah, much much relief when that went in. I think we, I mean, they said on the uh, team it was a daylight robbery. England got so lucky, so lucky to win on penalties. And after that performance, we got so 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 lucky. Um, and um, yeah, we we. I don't want them to do that again. <laughs> please don't. <laughs> Just win it in normal time, please. <laughs> Speaking of the next round, it could be possibly between Jamaica or Colombia. Who would you... Just one word answers only across the board. So we'll start with Sophie. Who would you like to see, Colombia or Jamaica? I'm quite like I honestly don't mind, but I'd probably go Colombia. Adam, I I would like to have a crack at Jamaica. Not I don't think it'll be Jamaica. I think it'll be Colombia. That's a cop out. Like, I want <laughs> I, my choice is. I think I I would like us to play Jamaica. I think that'd be quite fun, especially against Bunny Shaw. G. Um, I'm gonna have to say Colombia. I think. I don't want to... We know what. We know what. <laughs> we know what. Game. No game is easy <laughs> this one now. Are we expecting it all to be what we think, Lottie? Absolutely, Colombia. Colombia play elite ball. I enjoy watching the football. I have all tournament. I've not missed one of their games, but I will not be wearing my Casado shirt. I will firmly have my England shirt on this next game if they qualify. But it's a case of Jamaica. Haven't got their firing boots at the moment. Khadija Shaw has not scored. She's had a record, but she's had no goals. So, and although they're defensively solid, where are their goals going to come from? Can't win, 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 win a get up. Do do it in England. I just don't think like they have saying, it in the lock. You can you can win a game without goals. England did prove that. That's why I said they can't do it in England. <laughs> or, or or Sweden. Is out, Adam. Can't do it in England. I don't think they have it in them to last a full one twenty. So that is the end of our show. We would like to thank both G and Sophie, but we will ask for your socials. Where can people find you, G, first of all? Yeah, as always, just on Twitter, G Triggs, or Instagram is GunaG1. Um, yeah, thanks for having me again. And we move on to Saturday. Sophie? 
thank you so much for having me on by the way i've really enjoyed this and um, yeah so if you want to find me on my youtube channel is guna gossip tv that's the same as my instagram and my twitter is tv underscore guna and lottie you can find me everywhere at lottie underscore awfc or you can just find me here if you want to listen to my nonsense of winding up matt or being irritated by adam yes where you can find okay. me <laughs> Well, it is both with you too, isn't it? <laughs> and we can't forget the class clown, Adam. Yeah, if you, if you have enjoyed the absolute nonsense and tripe that I've been spouting for all the uh, what feels like the last hour, um, and that you know, float to vote, then you can find more said nonsense at Adam Salter Four. And mine is at Matt Alar. 28 this has been a vic acres wonderland this has been the lioness show and thank you for tuning in thank you for listening don't forget to like share subscribe if you are on youtube or maybe just follow back the on the audio i do apologize there a frog in my throat <laughs> but that's not the team i am supporting <laughs> so uh, uh, let's all wish the lioness all the best for the next and come on england <laughs>